0: your weary head. Night has come, you have come to journey's end. Welcome, for the last time, to Crudely Drawn Swords. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. You can find me on Twitter, at Glenatron. You can find the music from the show, which will by this time be complete, at crudelyformedchords.bandcamp.com. After this show, we will do a live-streamed post-mortem on the whole fourth season, and any other questions you have about the show. I can't
1: remember what happened in most of the fourth season.
0: That's okay. I'm sure our listeners will be able to. And they'll want to know details, Ali, about why you made the choices you did. (laughs) So just make sure you're
2: hot on that. why did you never give any information to the rest of the Hawks, despite them continuously (laughs) asking you for it?
1: Well, it was either an hilarious character thing, or I couldn't remember... (laughs) (laughs)
2: I was actually thinking of this
1: I'm not saying that it's either one or the other However To be fair I would say my improv skills are just amazing
2: (laughs) As we found when they were tested For an hour and a half
1: It was longer than that
2: (laughs) Yeah it was But I was thinking Oh just a super quick one When listening to the last episode When Enigma was When they were saying how Jasmine's just gone No one knows who she is or where she is I was like Maybe that's, you know, maybe that can be tied into why Enigma just never accepts, we know who you are. She's like, no, <laughs> I'm so deep undercover that even when you know who I am and it's my own family, I'm a ghost. Yeah, but you
1: don't know. You only Yeah, yeah we
0: don't
2: know.
0: Her alignment was don't never break cover, pretty much. Yeah. And she did. She held up to it. So, <sighs> with me, as always, are four hawks, or I should say, three hawks. And oh the absence no. of one hawk. And they are in order of aliveness.
3: <laughs> Hi, I'm Pete. I play, well, I have been playing Adam Eagle
4: Ank, the gunslinger.
1: Uh, you have been watching Ali Hancock as Enigma.
4: I am Gwyn. I've been playing Percival Cleft, the paladin, apparently the least alive whilst still being alive of all of the hawks.
0: I figure Percy's probably the oldest.
4: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Nearly there. Medium alive.
0: Nearly there. But also, he did, like, literally just reshape the world. Who knows what mysterious changes have been wrought?
4: All babies born from here on in have Percy's face. And they are.
2: (laughs) As an honour to Tristan, they are fucking ripped All babies are now muscle-built men. (laughs) Scratchy on the way out.
4: All have little moustaches. Strawberry blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, five... he's losing his baby mustache. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't make him up so quick. And finally, Stuart.
2: Hi, I'm Stuart, and I used to play Tristan T. Wilde, the <laughs> Bard of Bards. And guys, I gotta say thanks for having me back. It's been it's really nice to be invited back <laughs> onto the show. We're doing a resurrection whole, ritual now, yeah, yeah? Thanks, guys. It's been I've really, it's good to be back. It's good to be back.
0: It doesn't really matter what happened when last we saw our heroes. Because
1: Who gives a fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the Battle of Arishar, the world was reshaped. Things are different now. We're not going to really go into how things are different, except that this is the birth of an age of reason. Percy's plan was to draw agency away from the great powers of the world and place it in the hands of everyone. To overthrow the gods themselves. And to create the Republic of Heaven. I might have borrowed that line from somewhere else. Um, but, and also that might not be what Percy's plan was at all. He might have just wanted everything to be sausages. We'll see. Long burgers. Long if burgers. sausages aren't Heaven, long long burgers, <laughs> what is the point tubular of heaven? burgers. Earthy burgers. <laughs> For the last few days, the city of Arishar has been... Has sounded different. There's been two sides. There have been funerals because there were so many casualties in the battle. But there's also the sound of people rebuilding and repairing and restoring the places, restoring their homes and their businesses, and rebuilding the city. The walls are gone, they were entirely wiped away. By the ruin of mountains during the battle, and the city will never be the same, but it will be something new. When I say the walls are gone, the walls on the landward side are gone, and they sort of slope up. So part of the bowl still stands over where the gateway was, but where the mechanism was, a a cube of space is com- was completely. Removed and there's a perfect square on the ground, just like a little step down, where the Antikythera and later the gateway was. And if it makes sense, I think this is where... where you build the pyre for Tristan Wilde. Or is it more like a ship burial? What do we think the cultural norm is here? I think
4: that what we... What Percy would have tried to arrange um, is we'd have a a pyre, um, build it on a boat, and refill the canal, um, light that up in a ceremony, but also kind of want that funeral to mark the beginning of the New Age as well, so that's how it's remembered in in history. So um, the the pyre sort of be floated off with um, the accompanying sort of ceremony. But as it reaches the end um, of the canal and sort of leaves the the city, then that's taken as a marker to light up beacons. Yeah, that's cool. Around the land, and so it's kind of remembered in popular sort of memory, It's passed down sort of generationally.
0: Yeah, so Tristan has lain in state as a hero of the battle, and whose defeat of Ambiorix made everything else possible. So we have this ceremony at the head of the canal and the Hawks are there, the surviving Hawks. I guess Tristan's there too, but he's kind of like lying in state. Other people there give little speeches. Wing talks about his friendship with Tristan. Um, The dandy gives a tribute as well. It's a beautiful ceremony in a way. Do any of you speak at it? Do any of you have speeches?
1: I just want to uh, walk over, walk over to uh, the pyre, and just say, "Tristan, I won," and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> fair, it was a fair fight.
3: <laughs> I think he would, he would say that he was the bard of bards and the greatest bard that ever lived, and the <laughs> shadow dancer, and the the greatest lover of his on any other generation uh, I. but you know none of that I, to me he was just my friend and I hope that you'll give me a little slow nod when I go back home through the lands of the dead
4: as I think back on the times that I spent with uh, Tristan then over the last number of years there were significant times every time that it mattered he was there um, and he always had a little something uh, up his sleeve, which was ironic because a lot of the time he didn't have any clothes on. But, <laughs> but even when he didn't, he still somehow had something tucked away. Yeah, but don't think too hard about that. Nature's pocket, um, <laughs> nature's pocket. I I will miss you dearly, my overfamiliar friend.
2: <laughs>
4: and I hope with your passage out of this world, then it it marks and it's remembered as a new age uh, and that your name is cast hard in it and the name of Tristan T. Wilde lives on through generation to, to generation because that's what you deserve. Goodbye, Tristan.
0: Cal, who ran the bar for Tristan, steps up and he's like, Last orders, please. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I, I don't have a speech here. In Tristan's desk, I feel like he's someone who would have wanted the last word. And here's a letter that apparently he wrote before his death. And it says this. Alright, I'm going to, I'm going to try, and, try and get through this. In the extremely unlikely event of my death, these words shall act as my final instructions with regard to my vast fortune and numerous properties. Cal will provide you with the full details, and I entrust Knight Commander Percival Cleft to see this letter re- fulfilled. The first half of my wealth will be handed to Percy for the restoration of Arusharum Falmouth, as well as anywhere else he sees fit. He will be best placed to know where the funds are needed. Of the remaining half, a quarter shall be distributed between the people who need it, those who sacrificed their homes for the coming battle, or gave their lives for the cause. Come to think of it, I'm not sure how he imagined the people who gave their lives are going to spend it, but that's a technicality for you, Lord Cleft. Embezzlement time. Half of the last quarter shall be left to Silas for the restoration of strawberry farms. The loss of those were arguably the most tragic outcome of this damned war. The last half of the last quarter will be used to erect a great statue of the hawks high up on the wall where I was never allowed to play. I've already commissioned the works and chosen the poses. Don't worry; it's all tastefully done. It doesn't say whether they're going, to, whether you're going to be naked, but you might want to find a sculpture. My properties will be left to those who run them. They're good people, and they may do with them as they wish. Except they must not remove my golden tower. That is possibly my greatest creation. Uh-oh. To lose that would be like a dagger through my heart, oh. and it would be. Hard-pressed to forgive anyone who, heaven forbid, had it destroyed somehow. Oh, just thinking about it gives me a cold shudder. Uh. I fear I should wander the lands of the dead, a ghost with a tormented soul, should I know anything should happen to it. It'll be like Adam losing insight, or his hat. The Uh. pain will be unbearable. Uh. Anyway, I'm rambling. It just gives me comfort to know it will stand for many years, long after I'm gone. (laughs) <laughs> to the sandy I leave my guitar I hope this will continue to inspire great works and truth be told I have nothing but admiration for you the team you have assembled and the work you have done to protect the land and people you are a good friend and it's a shame we wasted so much time squabbling really Ah, oh, well on a more personal note I have some words to say to my fellow hawks Adam while we didn't know you for long, you were a hawk through and through. I truly hope you make it back to your own land, the land of the dead, and your king, the one we saw in the fire. Oh, for knows goodness sake. the extraordinary lengths you went to to save your people. I'm sorry I was a- unable to destroy the river, freeing you once and for all, but know that I have assigned some of the best people to look into this, and they'll hopefully contact you soon. They may even act without needing to bother you, in your sleep perhaps, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Enigma, when you came to us, you were a hum—you were just a humble street urchin with no drive or ambition. But I saw the potential in you. We all did. And look at you now. I'm proud and humbled to have played no small part in helping you grow.
1: Big part Inspiring
0: <laughs> you to greater feats of dexterity. He felt feats as in what you have on your leg. <laughs> Pushing you to be the best version of yourself. I require no thanks for this. Seeing you mature has been reward enough. I hope one day you're able to open your heart, find love, side-eyes Adam, and be your true <laughs> self, leading this kingdom to greatness once more. That will be my final gift to the great cat. And finally, Percy, the only person who truly understands the power of best friends. Without you, none of this would have been possible. Carus owes you a great debt, and it has truly been an honour to call you my friend. No matter what this world threw at us, You were the rock we could rely on to hold us together. If we succeed tomorrow, the world is going to look quite different and I can think of no one more suited to guide the people into whatever awaits us. Also, I'm sorry I forgot whatever Akonye asked me to tell you. I'm sure it was something good. Hawks, when I joined you, I was simply hoping for some grand adventures that would help me find the new sound. Never did I expect to understand the very foundations of the universe becoming the most powerful bard the world has ever or will ever know. Which was nice. Win or lose tomorrow, we have given everything to this cause. It has been my honour to fight alongside you. Regards, Tristan T. Wild, Bard of Bards. P.S. Find out what happened to a cut of Rob's sausage deal we made. I'm sure we'd do some fat bucks from that side hustle. Yeah, I think I've... Uh... And there ends the last testament of Tristan T. Wilde. I've got some dust in my eye. Sorry about that. I, I kept kicking dust up while I was reading.
4: <laughs> yeah. Out of interest, did anybody else like write extensive letters in the event of their death? No. I, I kind of forgot to do that. That's uh, probably good it was. I mean, not good, but... No, I had to live. You know. Well, I thought that's what Work, we arranged
1: to make. He was the one I've written a letter, so we're like, well, I'll throw him to the... Uh,
0: And so the ceremony moves on to its next step as the boat is released to the current of the canal. Is it lit first or is it the traditional arrow?
1: I've I've got arrows.
0: Enigma has (laughs) arrows. Yeah! Last word! (laughs) um... Set him (laughs) alight! We
4: inflate the raft. <laughs> Alright, move it onto the canal. Press the button to turn the lazy river on. And, um,
1: it was good give a good the way we shove. switched the canal for, like, a really big infinity pool. I thought that was mm. choice.
0: Well, it's a new, new it's age going to now. just go
1: round and round, burning constantly. Yeah, <laughs> and every time it goes on. past, like... Uh, where the tower was, uh, people are just chucking, and we'll paraffin it, just keep it going. It's a tradition, <laughs> hundreds like, of hey, years.
4: That doesn't look good now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the boat moves into the canal. Does does each hawk fire a burning arrow, or does? Or I guess Adam has incendiary bullets. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like late evening. The sky is dark.
4: I'm not gonna shoot an arrow; I'll just miss.
0: I mean, I assume we're rolling for this, so we might all miss. No, we're not rolling for this. I think I think I can trust the hawks to shoot their own friend. Like that's <laughs> normally what you did on a six minus. Yeah.
4: I think I'll just toss a little torch on.
0: So Percy throws a torch. Enigma fires a burning arrow. Does it? Is it like the high arcing shot? Yeah, yeah, it's right, right over. So because
1: you know, I want to make a big deal of how good it is. In fact, Hmm. I've probably got special arrows that not just fire, but it's kind of like spits like a sparkler as it goes. So it's it's, it's a (laughs) a bit fireworky. (laughs) A little bit bling. (laughs) Uh, Really upsets dogs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The dogs
1: hate it. The dogs hate this one trick.
4: And when it hits the inflatable, (laughs) then it just kind of like makes a little hole and propels it down the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) As the air spits out
0: we see the pyre on this i'm going to i'm going to just put my foot down here on this elegant wooden craft Aww. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. catch and blaze brightly and the cedar that the pyre is made from fills the air with this sweet scent as it drifts down the canal through a crowd that salutes as it passes and down towards the walls of the city. And as it passes through the water gate to the ocean, and it becomes visible from outside, from further down in the valley, you see the first beacon on the mountain's light. And then beyond it, a second beacon flares into life. And a third, as the fires reach down to the south. And you see to the east, Along the coast, beacons light up into the distance. And you can see now, because the royal is gone, far into the clear night, flames like candles on the distant horizon. And this will be New Year's Day from now on. This will be the day the year starts, the day people remember that the world began. And the boat drifts out into the sea and blazes across the dark water until it fades and is gone. And where do we find Adam and Enigma and Percy after this?
1: I think we'd probably go for a pint in uh in his bar. And uh and It's a free bar. I think we treat it like it was on the house because uh, you know, obviously it would be.
0: Um, I, it's a little hard also because half the bar That's what he said. Is now gone On account of the tower having been collapsed During the fight with the dragon And the golden statue having been destroyed
3: They're just his legs sticking out of a river
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're sat on his feet just, uh, just with a cold beer staring out along the uh, canal
4: And there's probably a point where we like climb to a high place Yeah at the north end of Alishar, and we just sort of sat there looking out over the mm-hmm. city, and by extension, the rest of the continent, just sort of reminiscing.
0: And Adam, what's your plan from here?
4: I think I'd like to ask that to um, to Adam. Well, actually, it's, yeah. So, so what next for you? Our job here is done, and you were you were sent to create, have some influence on all of this. What what does happen next?
1: Stay on the sofa if you like.
4: Thanks, isn't it? Gotta go home. Gotta find out what, whether
3: I have found a way to save my...
4: How will you know if you've been
3: successful?
0: You were part of reshaping the world, Adam, and I think you feel that what you've put in place will be sufficient. I think I thought
3: I'd find some, I don't know, some arcane knowledge or some item or magic... I thought for a time I'd have to try and bring Tristan back with me as a Sky Singer to, to heal my world. But I think, yeah, just walking with you all, I think I've sort of seen how the world works now. I think that what we've done has given us the insight to, and the faith to, to put things right back in
4: Sakavalon. I'll sort of reach down and pick up a little sort of shattered piece of the gate and sort of, you know like when the Berlin Wall fell and people were taking bits of it as <laughs> yeah. a memento yeah, I'll pick up one of those, just sort of inspect it There you go, I'll take that with you Who knows, might be able to do something with it someday If there's anything a little bit special left in the world you'll probably find it in that rubble Thanks Is there anything I can do for you too? Um, just make sure history's kind to us <laughs> going back to the future Oh yeah, yeah, really pick us
1: up I don't, yeah. don't want any of their rumours getting out.
4: Just yeah, if they come to create artist impressions, then just make make sure my moustache is extra bushy.
1: <laughs>
3: Understood. Yeah, I mean, if the
4: even if the story is forgotten,
3: oh, p- it better
1: not be.
4: <laughs> the decisions that you've made reshape the world.
1: Do you want a pen and paper?
4: <laughs> also, I've got this great idea for a special type of swimming pool.
1: I think
4: think it's going to be really big (laughs) infinite you might say
3: (laughs) Mm. well it's time for me to go back to the future (laughs) 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 or wherever Sakavalon is in relation to this
4: giant cat
1: well it's land of the dead isn't it so I suppose it's the future and the past
4: Uh, (laughs) the geography of the, the cat that you don't recognise that as matching Sakavelon. It's somewhere else in within this world in a different time, I'm assuming.
3: Uh, yeah, well, we assume that, but we don't know for sure. Know. In the 100,000 million worlds. What about
1: rising tides? Sorry? What you think? I was thinking, if you considered the rising tides and the effects of erosion, could it possibly lead to your land? Could the cat turn into... Wherever your place is. Oh, yeah, that that could definitely happen. Maybe. Yours turns into a dog.
0: <laughs> the That's what it's called the big dog. dog. <laughs> the big dog. <laughs> so I'm guessing that as part of the way you shape the world, you left yourself a doorway, Adam. Hmm. A route back to take you home. What does it look like?
4: Hydra slider. yeah it's a
3: it's a wooden door just stood on the beach
1: oh
0: cool
3: its own frame you can only see it from one side
1: the shot is quite a long shot of a long long shot of you walking along the beach towards that door and we're waving but after all we're like it's getting a bit awkward now isn't it
4: (laughs) 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 I hope we don't end up walking through the same door later and we're all like oh yeah Um, Bye again (laughs) I'm parked here too Uh (laughs) Uh, Well I
3: give Percy a a manly shake of the hand The upright grip Uh, Yeah we'll probably start and then do the flip (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'll say thanks for letting me come along with you
4: Uh, You're you're welcome It's uh, it's been an Uh, honour And I'll
3: see you long days and pleasant nights Take care wherever it is you're going. And Enigma, take care. Go well. You to, I'll give him a very, uh,
1: very slow nod at that point, like so slow he could probably get to the door.
3: <laughs> uh, and I sort of offer Enigma a hug.
1: Like being the only girl on a bloody comedy lineup, isn't it? Everyone else gets a handshake, you get a hug. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Welcome.
4: Goodbye, and we, we wish good fortune to whatever follows from this. And doff my hat
3: and walk through the doorway. And when it closes behind me,
0: the whole thing shimmers and vanishes. Yeah, yeah, and there's no door at all, and there is no Adam, the beach is empty. But weirdly, it feels a bit like it could be a cool piece of stage magic. Yeah. <laughs> there might have been a trick to
1: it. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of put our hands through it and go, Whoa!
0: That was cool! We have one more place I want to visit while we're here. You leave a stone for Tristan somewhere, don't you? Like a gravestone or a marker somewhere around the city. Maybe in the temple grounds?
4: Yeah, well, put, put a little monument at the end of the canal where we booted him in.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It says, you know, memory of Tristan, Tristan
1: Wild, hero of Arashar, bard of bards. They all know his middle name now purveyor of the Bard's Kiss. If you've been affected by any of the issues, right?
0: <laughs>
3: Presumably there'll be a tribute concert to him.
1: Yeah,
0: I think there is, like, the Dandy leads the Arishar gig too. And he's wearing Tristan socks. He's wearing Tristan's socks. He plays the guitar that Tristan left him. All the big singers from the Western realms are there, and that's the night that this tribute that this uh, monument is unveiled.
1: It's a massive wang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it probably is a bit phallic, honestly. It seems fitting. When it's unveiled, the dandy leaves the first guitar he ever owned, which Tristan gave him at the monument. Even Hector comes limping over. His leg was pretty badly injured during the battle. He doesn't walk so well now, and it's had attention from healers, but magic has changed, so he probably won't ever be back to normal. And he limps over and he kind of gives a little salute to it and says, Percy, ah, the boy really came through. He was one of the good ones. Really yeah, got it right. done in the
4: end. It was a tribute to all of us.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like a closing moment. But much later that night, long after the streets have emptied, a small figure sneaks cautiously up to this monument, places a single candle on it, and lights it. And from a pouch that jingles, take a glass and a green bottle, and he fills the glass from this dark green bottle, takes a sip, and speaks in an undertone. Forgive me, old friend, I misjudged all of this. You took my power, and gave me the gift of a life, fearful and brief and mortal. Well, I took that gift from you. I regret that, and I'm sorry for it. I would have loved to hear you sing again. And the gnome pours out the rest of the port on the grave and vanishes away into the darkness. So, a few years on, where's Enigma? Uh,
1: well, um, you know, afterwards she's trying to find a place to go. She realises... Completely unconnected to everything else. The palace is empty now, so it might as well squat it. So <laughs>
0: completely unrelated.
1: Completely unrelated. I mean, you know, I thought it's, there's a slight irony given they think that's where I came from, but uh, you know, it's time to squat there. But I've started to invite lots of people in. So people are kind of living on the land, and it's like um, one of those things where everyone pitches in. What's the commune? That's the word I'm thinking of. Like a kind of commune. So, like the palace
0: gardens are all vegetable patches now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, like, um, you know, people can, that are part of the commune can help themselves and things. And it's, uh, I'm kind of just showing to the world that, you know, there are better ways for a country and for a people to run because everyone could just use their palace gardens. Yeah. To grow potatoes and stuff. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the fact that I make all of my people in the commune, like, wear the same robes. I mean that's just for convenience when we're washing because you don't want you don't want them to run, and um, <laughs> and it makes sense that you'd have someone who was in charge. Be- I mean they're going to listen to me anyway, aren't they?
0: Exactly, they'll definitely follow you.
1: Yeah, they definitely follow me. So uh, yeah, that's that's where Enigma is. Uh, she spends some of her time, you know, kind of obviously occasionally will pop in to make a make a cappuccino for the locals. Very overpriced, beautiful, very expensive biscuits, but really nice. Um, (laughs) And side hobby in Assassination Because, I mean, that never leaves you, does it, really? (laughs) I'm I'm very much into the bar system So if people give me a sack of sausages I will knock your friend off
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, uh, is she happy? Who wouldn't be? Is this a world that is content? Yeah, it's it's got everything Enigma needs, really
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the Assassination's had to come in Because there's only so many lattes you can make
0: Yeah, you wouldn't want to get bored
1: but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got important things to do, just like telling my people to do stuff. I mean, you know, my equals, obviously. Yeah. Just, I just need a bigger chair. All the And It's a little bit throny, but it's cool.
0: <laughs> and so, from Enigma on her slightly larger chair.
1: That's because all of my equal friends are quite grateful because I started it.
0: Of course, you know, and they they appreciate that. And so. Yeah, they
1: chose. To, they chose to. And, you know, kind of coat it with gold and make all the beautiful carvings. Yeah, because it's artisan. It is artisan. It is. Bu- and also, it's... the
0: first few people to leave actually did die of natural causes, probably, as far as anyone yeah. can prove, shortly afterwards. And people have stuck around.
1: Um, I mean, that's proof that it's working. Well, that's a happy
0: ending, if ever I heard one. Yes. I like this idea of a shot that pans backwards from Enigma on her throne... Which is a throne. It's just a chair of equal status.
1: Uh, it's just a really nice chair.
0: Enigma on her nice arts and crafts chair of equal status. And the dull robed followers around her in her hall. And pans back across these palace gardens. And up so we see the palace laid out and the trees around the palace. And between two of them we see a magpie flying purposefully. And... Beside him is a second magpie, and her name is Joy. Aww. Uh So where do we see Percy a few years down the line? Percy's a big sort of
4: institutions guy, and, like, the old ones are kind of gone, so, he, like, some of that money probably would have been invested in, um, like... <laughs> Well, what Tristan said, so like rebuilding and all that, but also sort of establishing strong institutions, so universities, <laughs> and places like that. But also, I think Brilliant. knowing that um, Sakablon is a thing that's going to happen in the future, then playing on his mind will be sort of whether there is some sort of role that he has yet to play to equip Adam to deal with like the existential threat that's going to happen at some point. Um, and so, that's kind of going to be the foundation for some of those institutions like so some of them is going to, are going to be very sort of heavily based on um exploring ethics and sort of disseminating those to try to sort of tackle the um breaking of the uh, of the world some of it will be on sort of um trying to sort of research like equipment um and get towards the kind of things that adam was walking around um and then also uh, and adam seemed to be a person of faith as well so um not gods as such because i think that uh, we've already tried to democratize power as uh but uh, having sort of faith have. in morality um as a as a thing might sort of step into the void of where religion might previously have been and so he will be investing sort of time and money in that for a while to get it going um and to set a bit of direction on there and then um ultimately i think you in the reshaping of the world um, as well, then as he's sort of um, doing his own little bit of meditation or reflection or something now then um, perhaps there there will be an inkling of sort of what lies ahead for him and maybe in the renegotiation of how everything's sort of set up, that little memory of Bernadette might have crept back in
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's viable I think that's nice Um and I, I like the idea of Percy as a kind of elder statesman who the younger people who are forming governments of whatever kind look up to and turn to for advice as this world starts to grow. And so it has a really solid foundation. And it can grow into a hopeful new shape. In Arishar, there is a tree that grew where the vine army finally fell and it's a widespread and beautiful tree that grew deep rooted and strong and that becomes part of the character of the city and in the same way Percy's institutions become part of the character of the realm and across the wider continent people see that they're working and the world grows on stronger foundations thanks to Percy's faith in the future.
4: There's an obvious parallel as well, like sort of Percy himself was somebody that, through whatever means, sort of ended up going back and speaking to the people that set up the age that has just been concluded. Um, and like, it's not lost on him that Adam has also travelled back and been involved in the start of this age. It's kind of like passing that baton on like, at some point in the future. Yeah. Adam's very much playing the role that Percy's doing sort of right now, so he kind of wants to. Feels a bit of a um, responsibility there, to uh, to make sure that you know he's not trying to navigate it on his own because Percy never had to navigate it on his own; he had all the people around him.
0: Brilliant, yeah. And so we travel towards the future. Adam has walked into the realm of the dead. He has a destination he knows where he needs to get to but as he passes through the town of Broadbridge he sees an old friend among the town's residents just stood a little part of the town square busking some tunes with his guitar. (laughs) Snippery (laughs) Jim. And he sees the figure of Tristan Wilde, and singing harmony is a tall, handsome woman who wears extremely cool boots. <gasps> and you see them singing and performing in this market square. What do you do? I hey, think
3: so Adam will lean on a wall nearby and listen, see if Tristan spots him. Tristan, do you?
2: It's quite nice if I don't. I quite like yeah. the idea of it just being a sort of a, a passing
0: through. Yeah, so, so Tristan doesn't notice him. You, you have never seen Tristan look more happy.
3: Just listen to the music for a while and then, yeah, take out the river and sort of see which way it's guiding me.
0: And it guides you on towards a different place. The time passes, as the philosopher said, The years start coming, and they don't stop coming. (laughs) History becomes story, story becomes myth, and eventually even myths are forgotten with time's slow passing. But long after the significance of those names has faded, in a distant, distant future, someone arrives who remembers it. So as you come to the gateway back to your own realm, what are you thinking, Adam?
3: It's a bit of anxiety because there's obviously the sort of fear that having gone back, things will be unrecognisable now.
0: Yeah. Uh, and when you left, the sky was literally cracking open.
3: Exactly. Have I done enough? Am I coming back empty-handed?
0: And so he reaches this point, this point that his river has guided him to, and he sees the point of light before him, how does he go through it? How does he pass through that little pinprick exit into his own time?
3: He gets down into into like a cross-legged meditation posture, sends out his consciousness and passes through.
0: And he passes through and everything is whiteness. It feels like pure brightness. Your ears ring for a moment, and then you just hear this low-pitched humming sound, kind of slightly inconsistent, this clear humming that shifts around on both sides of you. And it kind of, the whiteness turns into blazing patches of pink and blue and white. And then they resolve into a blue sky and white clouds and cherry blossom. Mm. on the trees of the palace garden and the humming he can hear is bees flying between these trees. There's soft green grass underneath you. The air feels clear and clean, cleaner than you ever remember it feeling. And ahead of you, you see the grand many-windowed facade of the palace that you've remembered so many times.
3: Adam feels like really, probably really dirty and covered in blood. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: although maybe he's cleaned himself up since the battle
0: yeah and I feel like you would have because you had all the ceremony and stuff So, but I imagine your clothes are a bit tatty and like trash
3: yeah I think it's just sort of make some adjustments just to make sure everything's spick as ban and...
0: and he hears someone calling his name from over to the left and old the Queen is running along the Blossom Lined Avenue towards you. And the way she runs makes her look young. What are you doing? Uh,
3: take a knee. Think, how? She
1: needs those <laughs> knees. Don't take them from
0: her. <laughs> 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 she runs up to you and says, Adam Eagle Ank, what are you doing? And she grabs your hand and pulls you to your feet. And then she embraces you. And she says, welcome back.
3: Did it, did it work?
0: Yes, they made their final attack. Finally, all the Crocodile Lords were in one place, preparing to overthrow us for the last time. And it was as if they hit a tipping point and they burned too much power and something snapped back. They just sort of lit up and went. And the things made with their power lit up and went. Just went. Adam, you suddenly feel an intense cold at your hip and your chest. Oh. What do you do?
3: I I presume that's where the river is in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that out. It's gone. Gone. And the revolver?
0: Gone. Uh. And she says, the things with the magic, they went. The power went back into the world somehow. It was like an inversion or a tipping point. And I knew, I knew in my heart this was you, Adam. That you had somehow reshaped the world. It worked. It worked.
3: I thought I I was going to come back empty. (laughs) handed
0: She grabs your hand and starts leading you back towards the palace.
3: I thought I'd let you down. And that somehow was worse than the world
0: ending. She says, you could never let me down but I'm going to need your insight now. Your insight, not the weapon you carried. And she leads you back towards the palace, towards your home. Years later, there are children and Adam tells them tales of his adventures in the distant past, the heroes he stood beside. And what's his youngest daughter called?
3: I feel like you're leading me towards something. No, I, I don't. I
0: don't mind. Pick a name.
3: Uh, probably Jasmine and and Tristan oh. and Percy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's very sweet. I like that idea. So yes, he tells his stories of his adventures in the distant past and the heroes he stood beside. And he smiles when he, one morning, he sees they've all been drawn by Jasmine, his youngest daughter. And although they're like child stick figures, they're just about recognisable with their like scrappy hair and their big smiles and their crudely drawn swords. season of crudely drawn swords. The role of Tristan Wilde was played by Stuart Heading. Enigma was played by Ali Hancock. Percival Cleft was played by Gwynne Teague and Adam Eagle-Ank was played by Peter Carrington. All other roles were performed by Ben Moxon, who also produced and edited the show. All of the music on the show was written and arranged by Ben Moxon. We have played Dungeon World by Sage latora and Adam Coble. Follow, Microscope and Kingdom by Ben Robbins. Source Without Master by Epidio Ravical. The Veil Fantastic by Aaron King, which is a hack of The Veil by Fraser Simons. And From the Room in the Tower by Ben Moxon. Special thanks to Magnus Carr for everything he brought to the show, Lucy Teague and Claire Denny for helping with the editing, and the Sixth Hawk, Kristen Taylor. For making incredible art that made us laugh and kept us inspired. This podcast is copyright Crudely Drawn Swords, 2016-2022. Thank you for flying with the Hawks.